The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm really glad that you guys could tune in and join me. I always love to welcome interesting people for fascinating conversations. And if you're interested in anything to do with spirituality, metaphysics, energy healing, paranormal, yoga, past lives, all of those things, I love to talk about all of those topics. So I'm always looking for interesting guests to come on the podcast. And today is going to be, uh, I don't know how, how it's going to work out because we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to dip into a little quantum healing therapy and then also wrap it up with a children's story. How is that going to work out? I don't know, but it will be very interesting. So joining me today is author Anne Baselli. And Anne was uh, connected uh, with me by a publicist friend of mine. He contacted me and said, you have to talk to Ann Vasella. You have to get her on your podcast. So he went on to describe her and her work and I was interested. So I went to her website and her background is over 25 years as a clinical and therapeutic counselor. And she's worked across many fields, including suicide prevention, domestic violence, sex education, sexual trauma and abuse, and spiritual counseling as well. And Anne is a level two quantum healing hypnosis practitioner and an advanced theta healing practitioner of over 20 years. So she's got a lot of amazing experience that we're going to ask about. And she also wrote a children's book. So how, how I'm going to tie that all in, I don't know, but I'm sure we'll be able to. Anne joins me right now from her home in Australia, where it's uh, right now tomorrow from where I am today here in Southern California. So Anne, welcome from the future. Thank you so much for having me on the show this morning, Diane. It's an absolute exciting pleasure for me to join you. So I'm looking forward to our chat. Well, I love this. We're connecting from all around the world uh, to talk about your work. So this is so cool. I, I always love to do this. So I wanted to talk about what, what you're doing with your quantum healing therapy. So I went on your website and I, I do want to give people the link to this. It's orionmetaphysical.com.au and people can check that out. So with your background in, in counseling and working with people with these really in, intense situations, I mean, suicide prevention, you know, domestic violence, uh, sexual trauma, you know, working with women, 
Um, tell me a little bit about your background in that work. And then also what led you into these energy healing modalities? Thank you. Um, so really, I've had a very long convoluted um, past as far as my career goes. And somehow they all led to each other very seamlessly. I would say seamlessly, but there was always a break in between while I worked out where I wanted to go next. So originally, um, probably in my early 20s, towards uh, getting pregnant in my mid-20s, I started doing a lot of volunteer work um, as a, as a counsellor, and that was mainly with youth and youth suicide prevention. Um, I ended up retraining or training as a social worker. So that was my original um, uh, career direction to work with people. Before that, I'd actually had a degree in sociology and anthropology and thought I'd be doing that, but I ended up working with people directly. Um, so as I began that process, I started to look deeper and the counselling was more my field. Uh, I find the talking, the narrative, the dialogue is the best way for people to be heard. I think that was it. So I put a lot more energy into directing that uh, into the process of working with suicide, um, mainly with teenagers, uh, suicide prevention. Uh, and then that kind of led into working with women and domestic violence, which led into working with women doing sexual with sexual trauma and childhood sexual trauma. Um, and so as I went through the years, I eventually, I actually left the system. I think I was a bit disillusioned. I think that's what happens sometimes. Um, I felt there was a lot missing and I wasn't able to give what people needed in the way I needed to give it. So I, I felt that I had more to offer. Um, I then went, I think it was 2000, I studied or I went and looked into theatre healing um, and I found that amazing. That really clicked for me. It opened up a whole new world for me. The challenge was how, did I, how do I bring that into my working with people? So I was still in a very clinical kind of working mode and this was very very different and at the time it wasn't very embraced um not in, not not in Australia anyway so it was very much you know if you're doing Reiki or yoga it was more acceptable theater healing was something a little off center so I think I just practiced with friends and family and uh went to group healing sessions and you know offered my myself there so fast forward to 2015 I left the city and moved to the country. So I had a big change in my life. Um, and when I came to the country, I realized I actually had a very a wonderful opportunity to begin a new life, which also meant begin a new career direction. Um, so I started offering my own services out privately in private practice and as I was working still with counselling, um, I was attracting more women with um, sexuality issues or sexual trauma. So that I started running some women's groups, just really gentle sort of intimacy groups. Um, but I, again, I kept feeling like there was something missing in my work. And that's when I started to open up the doorway or the channel to bring in some healing aspects. Um, so the theatre healing kind of made its way into the picture. And I was actually really nervous to start with because I think it's, it takes courage to trust one that you're, you're doing 
something that is is good for people and also that other people are going to respond to so it takes a bit of courage to step out of the old paradigm and into the new uh, and I kind of had to feel my way through that process. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Um, Let's bike. let me just jump in yeah. real quick, just yeah, to tell please. people, because um, I want them to understand what theta healing is okay. and how it can be effective in doing the work mm-hmm. that that you were doing. Because I I can tell just by talking with you that you're you're a helper, right? You're a compassionate, mm. you know, empathetic person. I mean, that's why you would even mm. get into this line of work, you know, for as many years as you have. And I'm, I'm a little familiar with theta healing because I remember, mm-hmm. um, you know, Viana Steibel was yeah. the uh, originator of, of this mm-hmm. particular modality. And I heard about it back during my Hay House days when I was working at Hay House Publishing and, and Viana had done a book with Hay House. So let's just tell our listeners what exactly mm. theta healing is. So theta healing is, so if I'm a practitioner and you're the, the client um, coming in and you have some kind of, um, you know, if it's emotional or if it's physical, whatever it is that you're presenting with, my what I do is I actually tap into your high conscious, but I connect to source first. So we actually work alongside source, or you can call them God or universe, whatever that, that big energy is, is that we're actually connecting with that and drawing that energy into the work that we're doing. So it's healing works, energy work, but it's also a lot of visualization. So we are opening ourselves up or I'm opening myself up to to view you, uh, to see where your maybe your um, historical issues are, where they're presenting in the body, for instance, if there's physical issues. And then I'm getting messages about that. So then I can... So it comes in several different ways. So we can visualize and we can change the situation through visualizing. We can hear audio. Um, so that will come through messages that could even come through from a, uh, a, an ancestor or a spirit guide or something like that. So you're really opening up to a lot of doors to help this person. But I'm doing the work for the person by going in and doing whatever needs to be done in there and in a way correcting it on um, several levels, not just the physical format, but we're also going into the, you know, the metaphysical and the spiritual. Um, so it's quite fascinating and it, it takes a little while to get into the swing and the hang of all the different ways that those these messages or this healing comes through. But essentially, I'm going into you, seeing where your issues are or, or your physical ailments and changing them. Um, it also is the DNA restructuring or the DNA reprogramming. So I think that's very, um, uh, I think it was like the little element that uh, Theta Healing was about was to change the DNA from the two strand to the 12 strand, which was a very, very fast forward and, and forerunning pioneering stuff back in the early 2000s. Right. So no, that's so fascinating. Cause I could mm. imagine when you were just kind of studying this and then brought it up to people that you're working with, mm. they must've been, you know, 
eyebrows raised or yeah. some skepticism there. But I love that yeah. you're healing the whole person. And, and I like to hear about these uh, kinds of modalities and how they can be very successful. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you don't look at the whole person, you know, everything, um, spiritually, physically, I mean, I think every, everything is where we hold it in our bodies, right? All of our experiences and, and maybe even experiences from other lives, if that comes into play, <laughs> you know, and not everybody's open to hearing that. So no. I, I, that's so fascinating. So you started to have a lot of success in working with people this way. Yeah, so I started offering that out really gently, um, just as, as an opportunity to fit people um, to experience that. So that, I mean, again, it still took me a little while to feel my way into feeling confident to do this work and, and also trust that I knew that this work was actually really helpful. Um, so, yes, I started to work with people in, in the healing. I'm still doing the... Um, the old paradigm, I call it old paradigm because for me it really was an older paradigm, more clinical approach, but I felt my way to more uh, spiritual. But I still felt I needed or wanted more for people to um, not just have me do the work but invite themselves to participate. And I think that's, I know I'm going to lead into quantum healing, but it really did segue into the quantum healing um, hypnosis because it was like, well, it would be really nice if people could do or learn from me, but if they don't want to, then I can be a guide and they can still do it themselves, but I can guide them. So it was just kind of flipping gently from me doing the work to the person doing the work with me helping. So, and we all have this ability to heal, essentially to heal ourselves. 100%, 100%. It takes openness, trust. It's learning how you uh, how you receive your messages, whether that's uh, visually, audio. I mean, basically all of them will come online once you're um, practicing. So most people just have a really, I call it the, a really dusty third eye that hasn't been opened. It's like a muscle. It needs to be awakened and tuned in and practice. Um, I guess I was lucky because I started meditating, you know, from the age of seven and eight. And it was all, you know, my mom would take us on little adventures just really gentle adventures of where we would go and colors and seeing different what places and worlds as a child. So I didn't know that I was meditating or visualizing that would actually, what I was doing was working my third eye. So she was big on a lot of that um, metaphysical, you know, supernatural, if you want to call it experiences. So she brought those into our world very early on. Wow. So your mother kind of opened the door a little bit to that when you were younger. Yes, she she was very open, and I think she was actually uh, incredibly gifted in a, um, in her abilities. But because of her really strong religious um, commitments as well, so she was a Coptic Orthodox Christian, but also we you know Catholic in in WA or Western Australia. It was all you know there wasn't much you know, Coptic Orthodox Christian, it was all Catholic or Anglican or Baptist. So we kind of went everywhere. But her commitment to that meant that a lot of her abilities had to be suppressed because they were not seen as um, godly or they right. were seen as, you know, a little bit heretic or blasphemous. So so she shared what she could, but, but she did have a lot more that... Um, but as I think as I got older, I was able to really tap into with her. So that was really wonderful. And just on, on that note, what would you tell people that if they are interested 
in exploring this kind of, of treatment and mm-hmm. maybe feel that it would be contradictory to their spiritual beliefs that they were mm-hmm. brought up in. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just like myself personally, as I've gotten older, I've just kind of become more just interfaith naturally, you know, and, and some of those older ideas that I had, you know, guilt and shame and those things I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of tried to let go of, but do you think this, I, I guess the question would be, this is really available to anyone of, of any religious faith. It, it, that shouldn't matter, right? No, I think when we understand that spirituality, spirituality really transcends a religious um, denomination or a religious doctrine or learning. This is bigger and everybody is spiritual. It's just how they tap into that. And I think sometimes we're conditioned to not tap into our bigger selves because I think there's um I don't know if it's a fear that maybe if we we learn all about ourselves, we're going to be these amazing people and amazing beings that aren't so broken. I don't know what the plan is there, but I really feel that everyone has that capacity. Everyone is spiritual and learning these techniques for themselves or healing techniques. It doesn't go against any um, religion. It it really is about, because we are connecting with with source energy or God energy. So once you understand that it is your direct line or direct link to working with the person that you're supposedly worshiping, but this time it's it's saying, well, actually you can have a direct line and you can work directly with this, this energy and you can actually take your prayers, if that's what you want to call them, you can take your prayers and expand them to ask for for healing within yourself um, and being really open to that. It's not like you're asking for selfishness. You're, you're asking for healing and you're asking for, for betterment so that you can be better in the world for other people as well. Sure. So I think, I think it, would, it, it would be hmm. complimentary, don't you think, for really any, any tradition? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's it's so it's it's so intuitively natural that I, I almost feel like we've missed out, and I think that's why I feel that there's a part of me that wants to share as much as I can. I know it's later later in my life, and I feel like I've only just got going. But I think that's just how life is. Sometimes you have to finish the rubbish first, and then get right. on to the good stuff. So that's so true. <laughs> well, I I say that often about just um, people that are exploring any kind of uh, personal growth or self development or things like that. When you're in your twenties, you think you know it all anyway, mm-hmm. so you you don't pay any attention. I think it's only after life kind of kicks you around a little bit, you've been through some kind of experience or trauma or mm-hmm. you know death in the family or those kind of things that that really shake your world. Then you start looking around, you know, and asking those yeah. questions. Yeah. Uh, you have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> You're young. We need you. Thank you. We, we need thank teachers you. like you now, oh, really, you. I think more than ever, especially the state that the world is in, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, here in the States, things are crazy. I think globally, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. all, we all need to embrace and learn more about these kinds of techniques. So mm-hmm. I did want to like segue into the quantum <laughs> healing hypnosis technique. Mm-hmm. Because it, I guess it does kind of go hand in hand with the energy work with theta healing, right? Like that, yes, that was kind does. of a, a natural thing for you to be interested in. So this yes. was created by the late uh, Dolores Cannon, who was mm-hmm. a leading edge hypnotist and past life regressionist, which I, I, I love that um, 
But that's so fascinating to me. We could <laughs> even talk about all that another time. But tell me how how does this work when you're working with someone in a session in a quantum healing hypnosis session? Like how would that work? Okay, so when a person comes for the session, so they're getting it's like a three stage day. It's actually a day session. So you are you're kind of trying to encompass everything. So your first part is really talking to the person and getting a whole view of their life story. And I guess for me it's great because I can see patterns that 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 seem to to be thrown up through their discussion. And that's just from training as a counselor for many, many years. You you hear people and you hear what's hidden underneath and you start to see patterns so that's one part of it and that can go anywhere from two hours to I've had them for five hours talking if their life has been really long and convoluted and and very traumatic so it's really holding space for someone to deliver their their story in a very confidential and non-judgmental way Um, and hearing that story sometimes for the first time or talking about it for some people it's the first time so that's the first stage the second stage we then go to the hypnosis or the regression part now uh, this is where it gets a little we start moving in from just the physical talking we start tapping into the high self of the person so Dolores called it the subconscious Uh, But she also said that the subconscious was kind of the smaller, I guess it's the childish version if we look at it from a psychological perspective, but she didn't know what else to call it. And actually what it was was the super, super conscious or the, the high self that we bring through the hypnosis for the person to tap into essentially themselves. So when we're doing the regression, the high self will choose the most appropriate time, space, you know, visual experience, whether that's in this lifetime or a past lifetime, to reveal where there's that problem or that block or that origin of the issue to bring it into that, that actually carried through into the present. And so sometimes it's seemingly boring and mundane other times it's more dramatic but whatever it is that the, your high self has chosen for you to see in that hypnosis session translates into why you're having this experience in this lifetime so as i said it still could be something in this life that hasn't been tapped into or it, it's something that's carried over from a past life so I'll give you an example. So someone I may have that feels really guilty that, and I'll hear them talking and they'll talk, but they haven't worked out that there's a guilt that's underlying their whole life story. Where does that guilt come from? So if we take them back, I don't actually, I don't do the directing. It's your high self, but, you know, a gentle process. So in that maybe a past life, there was something that occurred that they felt responsible for. So it may be that they were a leader of a village and there was a raid on the village. And these things happen. <laughs> so there was a raid on the village. This person didn't have the, um, the capacity to protect the villagers. And so wore that responsibility right into the present time and had the guilt that they, you know, they let that happen or, or they weren't able to protect their villagers. And so that sense of guilt has still carried through lifetime after lifetime to the present. So it needed to be unlocked and dealt with and healed right back in that lifetime so that it was healed and made sense of in this lifetime. So we're kind of working through 
so many different layers and timelines and time frames, but they're all in the one moment. So it, it, it's kind of crazy and magical all at the same time. And yes, I, I mean, it's just it, it so sounds mind like blowing. It, it sounds so mind blowing. And I guess mm-hmm. being it being called quantum healing, because if you think of quantum physics is really, and, mm-hmm. I, and I looked this up, so I'd get this right. You know, quantum physics, the study of matter and energy at the most fundamental level, at, at the most yeah. even subatomic, you know, smaller, mm-hmm. it, just getting like down to the real nitty gritty. So what this is doing is, you know, getting down to, I mean, I, I totally believe in the concept of cellular memory and things that we're holding on to and the, and the fact that that can come from uh, another experience in another lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, like totally ties into the whole quantum physics idea of the study of, you know, that getting that granular, you know, going down to that, that's that level. Mm -hmm. And you must have seen, I mean, have you seen some really amazing healing take place, like immediately when someone's able to excavate something from another life or from a past experience? Yes, I mean, I've seen the, you know, all scales of, you know, it can be just a very, you know, most people have an emotional reaction at some point because they're so tapped into the emotion of that experience, whether that's the past or in the present. Um, That's usually an indicator that there's a memory that's actually real, that they're physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually connecting to. So it's very visceral. Um, And you witness that. It can also be quite emotionally triggering for yourself as well to watch that happen. Um, If it's physical, sometimes people have total physical responses and reactions too. So they may, you know, sort of suddenly their whole body's moving when it couldn't move when they came in. So, you know, they're feeling this energy and they're saying there's so much energy going through my body and their body's moving around like crazy. And and they're going, oh my God, you know, like this, this, so much emotion and then others just have a really gentle very um, peaceful quiet it's just you know it's just emotion a little bit of tears um, but it all seems to make sense at the end of it I think the healing part is the is the magic part um, and also the answers because they can also come in with a lot of questions that they want answers to and their high self is able to bring that that forward um, for them so it, it it's yeah, pretty amazing. I did watch somebody literally walk out who was who couldn't move her hands and was so physically damaged and just said to me, I can do cartwheels. I can do cartwheels out of here today. And she just said to me, you've changed my life. Not everyone has that intensely amazing, just instant. Sometimes it takes, you know, a little bit of time to for the body to respond to the mental, emotional and spiritual work that's just taken place. But there are cases where it's literally I can I can do cartwheels out of this this house now. So that so must be that's amazing. It is amazing. It's just so you're going. This is oh my goodness! Like what? This is amazing energy that has just come into this person in this room in this house, and we are just so tapped into that, that source spirit energy. It's it's incredible. You feel that. You really feel that as a practitioner. It's it's overwhelming sometimes too. That must be so rewarding for you to be able to witness something like like that. And in that case that you mentioned, was that Mm -hmm. a um, permanent change like that? Like whatever happened, didn't come back. Right. No. And that's, that's, I mean, I don't always get people contacting me after and say, Hey, guess what happened? You know, this has all happened. But if I happen to speak to them or we connect up, 
they'll generally say to me, oh, well, you know, I, I moved out of that house and I moved to the country and this is all happening and this is taking place. The person who had the physical transformation, I have kept in touch with her and she has continued not just to progress in the physical, but in all her life has become, she just literally went from totally broken to just shining stars. So, I mean, it happens. It does happen. I think the belief in the self is really important as well. I really believe that that is that, uh, that real essence of I believe in myself and I believe that this is possible. And I think that is what takes them from, from this um if I was having a counselling session, for instance, just takes them from I'm getting there to I'm there. That's it. Right. It's, it's yeah. I can see the applications for this for, for so many people. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever worked? Uh, well, you must have with helping people overcome grief or yeah. loss or, or trauma. Yeah. And, and it's very effective in, in that world, isn't yes. it? Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I've obviously as a counsellor, you know, grief and trauma was also part of my, my background working with people. I think people go through that, whether they've lost a person or whether they just lost the life that they were living or they've lost a partner through relationship breakdown. So grief and loss seems to be an occurring or recurring theme with most people with whatever they're experiencing in their life. Um, and that needs to come through. But this work, yes, is very, if it's spiritual work or healing work, it helps them clear, it lifts something from the heart. And of course, I mean, we're looking, if we want to look at the, you know, the heart space is the space that carries a lot of the trauma and we shut it down. So when that's opened and it's released, it's it's huge. It's just, it's just huge for people. So yes, <laughs> um, I think sometimes words aren't enough to to describe the experiences. So so excuse me if I struggle with the words. Sometimes I can't find them. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's hard to describe and talk about something on on this level. And I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll. Well, I don't know how many people that would be listening to me would say, "Oh, that's crazy." And turn it off because <laughs> I would hope they're listen if they're listening to this podcast that they're open oh. to hearing this kind of information and to learning yeah. about. Uh, these modalities and and what's out there, because uh, because I I still believe in I believe in magic that yeah. we can create you know and I, and I think we're a lot more powerful than we believe we are mm-hmm. and we can overcome incredible things so it's important that people explore this you know look at it with a, with an open mind and come to it openly and see what you can learn. So I was curious, what do you think of the concept of the old soul? You know, Mm -hmm. people that, I mean, I've always felt that I was an old soul. I've, I've felt connections to different places that I've never been. Mm -hmm. That it seems familiar. I'll go there. I'm like, you know, I must've been, been here before. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really possible, isn't it? Absolutely. I think since, um, so there's two concepts of the old soul. Uh, So the old soul that's been coming to earth for a long time, who's had a lot of lessons that maybe they haven't quite gotten through the lessons yet. So we can look at old soul in that way going, wow, she's been here so many times, you know, in different places at different things, learning a certain lesson or several lessons to, to continue on. So that can be 
it's not a negative or positive. It's just that, you know, you've had to come back quite a few times to, to complete those lessons. Um, you can call it karmic lessons, uh, whatever they are. Um, and then there's another concept of old soul that I like to think about too, is like um, one that has been elsewhere. Now, this just might take people a little while to get their heads around, but you may have been elsewhere living a very expansive, uh, uh, you know, more expansive consciousness um, how can I say, <laughs> somewhere different that's not an earth experience but a very spiritual energetic experience and it could be off planet, who knows. But that could also be what I call old soul because they're coming in with so much already um, uh, activated and accessible information that is not just through human learning. It's you've got that already, tap, you can tap into that. So I think that can be old soul as well as old soul, meaning I've been here on earth several times, learning my lessons, right. going along. Coming back. Yeah, correct. And I still haven't worked that lesson out yet. So I'm coming back again um, and I'm just going into a different setting and you, different people. Sometimes they're generally the same soul group that we come in with, but different scenarios. So Right. Yeah, that's so, in, that's so interesting. Yeah. I'll have to think, think that, think that through. I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, there could be other consciousness, consciousness is, you know, however yes. that would be plural, <laughs> you know, other planets yeah. um, mm -hmm. and other, other experiences. So yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm open to all of that. So I just want to shift a little bit, speaking of other planets mm -hmm. and talk <laughs> about your children's book so like doing all this intense work, you know, you're working with people with trauma, sexual abuse, and then you come up with this beautiful children's book. Was it like, how did, how did this come about? Was it just something that kind of had to be released that you wanted to do something light, something for kids? It, it evolved very, um, it's not like I was actually working on another book, which is more of for adults, really about adult healing and self-healing. Uh, so the children's book actually was more of a surprise visit. Um, now, I'll give you some, some insight. The work that I was doing as a theatre healer and a quantum healer actually inspired the book. So if we, at the moment, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of the, the, the concept of the new earth and bringing that energy in and, you know, we're bringing in all this connected consciousness from other places and we're trying to trying to understand that the world or the universe is not just us on earth so that was part of that but also it was about the earth being um a live conscious being that we were connected to so i think as you go through healing and, and your heart space opens you start to realize this or you i think it's an enlightenment really that you are so connected to this earth space so you want to you want to bring that into the picture so just stay with me because it's all that all these areas come in together to make the story. So with the whole new earth concept, it was very much like this is so beautiful and we're so expansive and we're so connected to this earth. Uh, how can we translate that into ways that everybody can understand? Um, and, you know, we're, we're all talking about raising over our vibrations and, and bringing a joy consciousness back into, you know, our realm. So, and manifesting magic. I mean, this is all about magic and manifesting and creating a new reality. So how do I translate that for human, like for adults? That was the original plan. <laughs> so at some point, however, I was doing a theatre healing with my daughter. So just it's a side bit, but it all come together. Um, and in the theatre healing, I was asking um, 
where my daughter's energy had come from. And, you know, so in that process, we both discovered that her and I had worked as these galactic goddesses that were protectors of this galaxy. So, uh, and there was a lot more information that came through on that. And I was blown away and I went, hang on a minute. And then somehow it all came together. And I was like, these goddesses or these beings or these protectors of the galaxy need to be available to, to it, it just was like, there's the story. And then the actual storyline dropped in. It, I was at work. So <laughs> sorry, I hope my boss isn't listening, but I was actually at work and the storyline dropped into me. So I grabbed my phone and in the notes, I quickly typed in the story and I had within minutes, a framework for a children's story that incorporated the new earth. It incorporated the goddesses and the galactic protectors. It incorporated all this expansive um, you know, galactic beings, because I thought, well, yeah, let's bring them into the magical story. And then I spent about a year um, creating the story and storyline from from there. <laughs> so, That's so that is that so a- great. I love how that how the idea came to you. And it's funny, like at the beginning of this conversation, you know, how we're going to wrap up or go from, you know, quantum healing and theta healing to a children's story. And you, and you just did that very beautifully in explaining this, this story, which is great. So the story is called Astara and Erephrae, Goddesses of the Realm and the Little Blue Planet. So here's the two goddesses here, which is, uh, you know, the, the story coming from you and your daughter, mm-hmm. and then trying to save the earth. So very, um, you know, putting us on that that thought uh, pattern of, you know, or, or getting, getting kids thinking of saving the earth, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like, it made me think of going back to like, even the beginning uh, when people thought of Gaia, you know, in the myth of mother mm-hmm. earth was like a living thing, like you're saying, and that's how we really should think of earth. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. is, a, it is a, a living thing, breathing thing it that is. we're not taking care of. It is. It is. And I think that comes, I think when people, when humans heal and their heart space opens, you, it's almost an automatic realization that, hang on a minute, I'm not just some little thing that's on this, this planet that I have no connection to. You suddenly realize you are connected to the earth, to everything. So, so that's what, that's what I always call the enlightenment or that enlightenment moment. Cause I remember mine was so, incredible it was like everything just switched on into high definition and I just went wow I how did I miss this so I think it takes healing and it may take trauma too to get to the healing to get to the stage where your heart opens and then you suddenly realize this connection this beautiful connection to an earth that's actually alive and you are so there with her and once you open that doorway and step through it it's it's so natural and it's beautiful and you it, yes I think you can't go back once you once you step through that doorway so and it feels so childlike in that joyfulness and I think that's how the children's book came about because it was childlike energy that we, we were tapping into again. So have you taken it for a test spin around some kids and had readings and yes. gotten any reaction and and what what do they think when they find out about the the two goddesses and trying to help the little blue planet you know i i'm actually really surprised they get it they get it and they they're getting it at a really early age i think originally i had set the target for six to twelve 
But I had friends who had bought the book for three and four-year-olds who were understanding that the earth was unhappy or that, you know, we got to take care of her. And they were really into the goddesses or the, the spirit of the, the thing, the, um, the story. Um, and so there was an automatic or instant recognition about that connection. I, I, I don't know. I think I would like to say they already know this when they come through and that that, that child connected energy is still available because the conditioning hasn't kind of changed that yet. Um, so that's why I was more surprised that they understood that quicker than I think the adults did in many ways. Um, and then they would tell me what they were doing. So, you know, oh yeah. so sometimes you'll get a lot of interruptions when you're doing the story. Um, so if I'm at a school and the kids suddenly are all, you know, buzzing and they want to tell me what they did and how they planted this tree or, you know, what they got bees in the garden or whatever. So suddenly there's this energy that just jumps into them and they just want to tell me everything about what's happening with their world and their earth connection. So um, sometimes so I have to beautiful. cut the story short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's so great that you're reaching out, you know, to that, that young, young generation that we have, or I have so much hope <laughs> that <laughs> things are going to be going to get better and that hopefully we'll be able to leave a better world for yeah. them, not totally destroyed and, and they'll be mm -hmm. able to fix it. And, and this, mm -hmm. this story is so sweet and has so many of those ideas to share. Mm -hmm. Astara and Arafrae, Goddesses of the Realm. So this is available through Amazon or they can go to your website to grab the book. So with the, um, so at the moment we've made it, so it's just, oh, I've made it. So it's online and I just created with some assistance, the Kindle version so that people everywhere could access it. And um, obviously I, I try and think of cost. Um, if, you know, so if, if Kindle is a, is a more accessible way for you financially, then at least you can get the book that way. So that was really exciting because we only just did that in October. So technically the book is available anywhere online. Uh, if they want to come through to the website, so my personal author website, they can. It's generally a signed copy. So I will have copies that I sign and then I post out. Um, so that's more of a personal order. Um, and that would be not on the yes. site that I mentioned earlier, um, the orionmetaphysical.com.au. That's for your other work. So where would they go to um, mm -hmm. uh, get your personal site? Okay, so the author site is Anne, so A double N, M for Magdalena, uh, Basily, B A S I L I, author, so all one, Anne M Basley, author.com. Okay, Anne M Basley, and they can send me. Mm -hmm. Got mm -hmm. it. And they can just send me a message, or there is a form that they can fill out, and depending on where they are in the world, um, will just depend obviously on the postage. So that, that is possible. As right. Well. Ship, shipping and handling. We have to <laughs> keep an eye on that, but we're able to connect here around the world, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I love the work that you're doing with uh, the quantum hypnosis and healing. And I saw on your Thank website, you. you're going to be uh, teaching. So you do remote teaching and things as well, right? Mm -hmm. Through mm -hmm. the site. So people so can check that out. They can. So the metaphysical healing meditations, I was actually trying to fit another one in before the end of the year, but it's, we've run out of time. I've run out of time. I think that's the, the reality of it. It's a, it's a two day weekend and it's part theater healing, but it's also 
more because if I just have a moment to explain, the metaphysical healing meditations actually came through my own healing work that I did on myself. Uh, so I was unwell in 2019. I decided to experiment with my knowledge um, of the metaphysical and the spiritual and see if I could heal myself using all the tools that I had available. And I learned so many more. And I kind of, it was like I was instructed every way. So I am writing that book. <laughs> it's taking a lot longer, but I was instructed on what to do. So I ended up working on so many different levels. So the metaphysical healing meditations actually was like the diary of my processes of how to heal my body uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, the whole lot. Um, but I put it into a concise program that was over a weekend. So I did launch it originally into the end of 2019, but people really weren't ready, I think, for that work. And so fast forward to now, this last two years, I think people are really opening and really ready to know how to heal themselves or at least trust that. So I'm offering that out now because I think people really can benefit and I've made it easy I've made the steps really easy and clear people can benefit we need to have this information out in the world so it's such yes. a gift what you're doing and you. I really hope that these kind of techniques are at least explored and embraced by people mm -hmm. that if you're going through something a cancer diagnosis that can this can be also in addition to Correct. you know your western Correct. treatment but be, yes. be open to the, the possibilities mm -hmm. you know, that are out there. And I think that's so amazing. And Thank Anne, you. it's been so cool to talk with you and I'll, I'll let you continue your, your day in Australia and I'll continue my night here on, on the West coast. And then hopefully we'll meet again. If you're listening and you're enjoying this podcast, you know, please uh, subscribe, follow, download all of those things, wherever you get your podcasts and also check out all of the other amazing podcasters that are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. We're out there and we appreciate it. And thank you so much, Anne, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Diane. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for, for spending some time with me in your um, evening over the other side of the world. And I'm, I'm in tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.